Welcome to the Hey Jimmy podcast. For years, these five fools have spent way too much time together debating the most idiotic notions. Now they are recording for your pleasure. Put on your thinking caps and strap in for some weird and wild talking points. Aggressive Jimmy. <laughs> that sounded weird. You're an aggressive Jimmy. <laughs> I don't think it's okay. What we're, the goal is to destroy everybody's ears all the time. Great success. Uh, Only in how, the best ways. Uh, <laughs> how's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Fantastic. Good, 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 good. Freaking yeah. fantastic. Let's spin the wheels, see what we're going to work on today. Wheel is spinning. Number two. Number two is which sci-fi dessert planet is the shittiest? Desert planet is the shittiest. Uh, Sorry, I I, I read that and I'm like, no, that's not right. I immediately know that this is not right because like I I, I didn't. I well because because I only read up. I only read before that. I read each sound for yourself. Yeah. There you go. That was the proper uh, thing you so, should have done in that moment. All right, but like I, I got <laughs> to that word, and then I saw as I was saying it, I, I, I noticed it was wrong because there's no way it was a dessert planet. <laughs> so, but I had already started saying there needs, it. <laughs> there needs to be more dessert planets. There might be dessert planets. Uh, jokes on us. Uh, <laughs> uh, but which which sci-fi desert planet is the shittiest? And Nick lost his microphone. <laughs> Do you have to pick just one? I mean, by definition, wouldn't a desert planet, wouldn't they all just suck? Well, you could still have, like, oases and... I don't know, maybe they have now, a see, amusement now, see, I could on. take, I could take it if you were trying to say deserted planet. That's see, what I originally that, was thinking yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, trying to but like, I, But then I was like, no, it, it doesn't say deserted, so it must be dessert. Yeah, I'm thinking it wrong. And then I noticed planet, and then... And then I'm like, no, I'm just wrong. <laughs> okay, well, let's. I mean, oh, what no. dessert planet? The dessert would be the planet. They all sound pretty great to me. <laughs> uh the fruit, the fruitcake planet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the fruitcake planet. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Does fruitcake planet have nuts or not? And does that make it better or worse? Yeah, that's what she said. <sighs> It's going to be a fucking day, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> fucking sassy, molassy people over here. Okay. Um, also, maybe any a gummy worm plant, because that would be really sticky. But nah, gummy, gummies are, are, you know, pretty good. I've never you know, had a sticky gummy worm. 
Yeah, yeah but me neither. It, like, I just, well, have I just you assume that walk? they're gummy bears, you know? Like they're Because you don't hold on to them for long. If you had to walk on that, you think that would turn out I mean, out there's, well? guys, there's an obvious answer to this, and the obvious answer is the candy corn planet. Like, that, like, fuck that place. Like, if there was ever oh, a candidate uh-huh. to be wiped out by the Death Star, I vote the candy corn planet. Uh, I mean, candy, yeah, I don't... why is everybody, why is there a bad rap for candy corn? Candy corn's good. I like Ugh. candy corn. I like candy corn too. It's not but it is, it is, it is seen as like favorite. the least because I guess as kids you don't really go to those candies, so everybody just kind of has this innate reaction to candy corn. But it's really not that bad. Oh my god! You have to pay me to eat it, otherwise it can go fuck itself. Have you guys heard the uh, Lewis Black sketch on candy corn? Uh, no. Yes. It, yes it's I have. one of the. It's a, it's an older one, but yeah. It's, Candy Pretty corn from saying. 1914. <laughs> yeah, all all the candy corn now is the can- same candy corn that's been around from 1914. And every year after Halloween, the little candy... The candy gnomes. Whatever, candy, candy corn gnomes. gnomes. Come and collect all the candy corn and <laughs> collect it so that you can get it again next year. And he's like, <laughs> it's shit. It doesn't taste like corn and it doesn't taste like candy. <laughs> Um, I guess. Okay. Um, it's a 10 minute candy corn. I feel rant. personally attacked, and I would like for you to not tell me any more about this. <laughs> Listen, if, if it makes you feel any better, I appreciate candy corn. And I actually have some candy corn here because I bought them, you know, after Halloween uh, ended. Yeah. See, Are you saving it for next year? It said, it said it expired in 1927, but I'm not really sure if that's accurate. That makes sense that you would have candy expired. Did you? Was it handed down through generations of your family? No, I think the uh, the the gnomes took it you and then it resold it again the next year. <laughs> new off the shelf stale candy. Nailed it. <laughs> well, that's the thing about candy corn; it doesn't go stale. It tastes exactly yeah. the same all the time. Okay, so I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this question, and I guess my thought is, what other than Can the you obvious, name more than one. Other than the obvious, what is the shittiest part of a a desert planet? Lack of water. Like I don't have I don't have like a big like other than the one the Star Wars desert planets. I don't have a lot of frame of reference, yeah, and it seems like those people know. still had good lives that lived on those planets. Other than uh, Ray on Jakku. Well, there's Arrakis from Dune, which is another obvious one, okay. just because of I mean that's... new movies are. Or- that making it popular again. And that's a shitty planet, but it's popular because it has the resource everybody wants. But in Warhammer 40k, I used to play an Imperial Guard regiment that was from a desert planet that I cannot remember what it was called, but like every planet in that universe is extremely shitty because it's uh, <laughs> one of the, like the grim dark genres of sci-fi. Yeah. And you know there's demons at the gate. So that would probably be my answer. I just forget what it was called. So I don't is know. the it's oh, just, no, I, the the people who live on the desert planets don't seem to have too bad lives because they adapt. Whereas, you know, as a visitor it would obviously suck. So yeah, so would you move there going like, Hey oh, hell no. in like three generations, we'll have it pretty good here. We'll know how to make sand burgers. And fish for sandfish. Sandburgers. And, <laughs> you know, and grow sand kale and live our sand lives. Right. Yep. 
get some real work on those sand angels. What about what about um yeah, exactly. I mean, the good thing about a sand angel is that it'll be gone faster than you made it. <laughs> you um, can dig holes forever. Wait, did you say dick holes? You can dig, dig holes, holes forever. <laughs> you can dick hole forever. Yeah, well, not me. If you want to be, up to you. Uh, maybe a, a better, like, more general question would be, like, what's the worst imaginary place? Whether it's, like, different planet or just uh, in some book or movie or whatever. Not necessarily desert. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I remember because I was watching uh, Agents of Shield, and one of the characters gets stuck on this planet in space, completely alone for like months, years, something like that. Everything's stored on the planet, so it, like screws with like your psyche in a sense. If I remember correctly, it was something of that nature. That seems like it would be. Yeah, you're just alone on a planet. There's no other life yeah. at. That would freak me the hell out a little bit. But now here's the thing: on a sci-fi planet, is it? Like, is it the same kind of issues you have when you go into a desert here? Super hot during the day, super cold at night, not a lot of water, not a lot of food. Or is it like this planet's just 99% desert, but it also has no food scarcity, no water scarcity? As long as you have the, ne- the necessary uh, ingredients for survival, I mean, theory it wouldn't really be so bad because you'd stay out of the sun. You can, you know, get around half of yeah, but the planet worm. has nothing, nothing for you to eat, uh, nowhere for you to like get sheltered. You know, like that becomes a lot more difficult. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: Would you rather be stuck on? Would you rather be stuck on like a desert world like Jakku, or I mean, I'm gonna, I, everything I do is gonna be Star Wars referenced, or would you rather be stuck in like Kevin Costner's Waterworld? Which is worse? Because I would rather be stuck on Jakku than deal with any of the people that lived in the world of. Waterworld. Well, I guess. Or uh, a, another good one would be like Mad Max. True. So I guess my issue yeah. is. Anything so, post apocalyptic is automatically. So my issue What's with issue like else? the Star Wars universe is they don't really do a good job thinking about the true logical consequences of a desert planet like Arrakis and Dune. Water is really, really terrifyingly scarce. And like that is a mm-hmm. central component about the world building. Like. In Star Wars, they have like moisture evaporators and other things that artificially get around the idea of water scarcity. They don't think too hard about what it means to have to import all your food from other planets and how that might be damaging to your local economy if you don't provide some sort of like important resource to the rest of the world. Honestly, I don't understand how like if you were to if you write a true like sci-fi story, not sci-fi fantasy, I don't know why like. Jabba the Hutt would pick Tatooine other than it's isolated as like home for his criminal underworld. Like you'd want to be on like Nar Shaddaa so there, or like something like there that. There is actual reasons for that, but it but it requires uh, reading into supplement materials. Picks those planets specifically because they're in the outer rim and there is no imperial control uh, on those planets and it's and its pure location in the galaxy makes it an easy route for people to hit if they needed stuff from here. So it's strategically placed in the outer rim. Uh, Nerds. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I did play planets, Star Wars. Outer related. rim planets that are not desert uh, planets. But they do think. But they do think of well, no, because those are usually inhabited by wealthy people or well, you know, wealthy civilizations. Or well, fundamental whatever. problem There's is Naboo is near those. Tatooine, so like I, I don't get it. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, the you know, the, the nicer planets are where there's going to be a, a better living, a better lifestyle. So you're not going to see too much of the underworld kind of coming into play there. 
That's why they're on the desert worlds because there's nobody on them. Okay, so then I guess the question is, is it shittier to live on a world that is all desert or a world that's all water based on the fact of what is provided? Like, Well, and then there's also just, you know. Is the, is the just, water planet you know, all salt water? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm referencing water world, so. There's also uh, alternate worlds, like in Stranger Things, they had the... Did they call it? Did they call it the downside? Upside down. Upside down. Up, the upside, upside down. down. The yeah, downside. I think yeah, but I think that's a Sander Bullock movie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the upside down, where it's just all monsters and yeah, rays. All crap. fright, no play. Yeah. Just Johnny, a sad boy. I don't know. When the question came up, the first thing I thought of was, uh, "Is it Silent Hill where they're in that town mm. and the ash is falling from yeah. the sky?" Yeah, Silent Hill. That was pretty grim. But okay. so I was just thinking, not not even necessarily leaving Earth, but alternate realities, I guess you could say, or alternate okay. alternate world on Earth. Gotcha. Okay, well, let's put it this way. So if you had enough money to own a ship so that you could fly to a desert, a, a desert planet or a desert planet, <laughs> um, or you had enough money to own like a boat on a water planet, what type of person would you be? Hmm. Pirate. Pirate? You'd just be fucking bitches up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be, what's his, think... what's his name? The guy, the guy uh, with the patch over his eye in Waterworld. Mm. Uh, he's also the bad guy in Speed. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen any of those. Yeah. I, I watched Waterworld like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. It's on <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's on his mind. That's, <laughs> that's the only reason he wants to reference it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I watched, I think we watched... Uh, one, two, five, six, seven, and eight episodes, like all those ep- Star Wars episodes recently too. So yeah, we watched episodes one through three in like the New Year's because Carrie yeah. had never seen all of them. And uh, after that, I remembered how like much I disliked most of those movies. Yeah, I had only seen a. What are you talking about? Two, episode and I had one never seen is three. gold. Oh my god! Yeah. I think I like. Only thing good about episode one is Darth Maul. Yes, I like one. <laughs> yeah, and if you watch, if you watch Clone Wars, there is a continuation of the Darth Darth Maul storyline because yeah. he doesn't die then. So, yeah. and I love that storyline so much. Those episodes were so good. I saw the watch. Yeah, I definitely need to see those. We started watching that and haven't finished it. Yeah, lack of commitment. <laughs> so, Alex. You probably have the most, I would say, between you and Steve, really, probably have the most information on, like, sci-fi, Star Wars-specific desert city, like, desert planets. What are things that we would need to know that would make that, like, what would make them the shittiest? Because, like, I don't even know how to rank this, because I really only know the ones that are, like, super prevalent. Mm -hmm. Because I've only read one or two of, like, the actual books I mean, um, that have come out about it. I mean, it, like, so. water scarcity is an issue. An issue would be, like, local crime presence. Because, you know, desert planets seem to be popular places for criminal organizations to have headquarters. Um, You also have to wonder to what extent some Jedi place their kid. Um, Because you never know when the bad guys are going to show up to, like, prop that person up <laughs> and take them back. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's all I got. Sorry. I mean, they don't really discuss very many like desert planets. I'm pretty sure there's only like really four big ones that they really talk about for the most part. I mean, it's just Tatooine, Jakku. Yeah. Okay. So let's just do between. Florum is one. Let's go between Tatooine and Jakku or Jakku, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. 
because I just found this cool thing called Wikipedia, which I've never yes, seen before. That is that is a thing. Yeah, so Wikipedia is is kind of like fan driven, but I'm yeah. not 100 percent. But on I mean, that, it's got it is... so much information. So like, I'm sitting here reading. I think I think at this point we've narrowed down. We're gonna talk about Star Wars, and we're gonna be talking about Tatooine and Jakku. So it's like. So Tatooine is sparsely inhabited. It's circumbinary. I have no idea what that word means. It, um, what was it? I think it. I think it has two sons. Circumbinary. Two sons. Two sons. Um, two sons. So just in Part case the being a system. desert planet wasn't bad enough, yeah. now you got two <laughs> fucking sons to avoid from skiing. Yeah. With, with very little nighttime. <laughs> Yeah, so it says part of the binary system, the planet was oppressed by scorching suns, resulting in the world lacking the necessary surface water to sustain large populations. As a result, many residents of the planet instead drew water from the atmosphere via moisture farms, which goes back to what you were saying, Alex, about like how they solved. But where does that moisture come from? Like, even in Dune, like, Herbert's smart enough to be like, well, if it's a desert planet, there's probably, like, no moisture. Otherwise, it would come down in the form of rain and create a water cycle. So even he goes to lengths to say, like, the sky is, like, a different color, like, a deep blue because there's, like, zero moisture in it. So, again. Arrakis also used to be a a, uh, planet with plenty of water. And then the sandworms were introduced to create spice for navigation. Well, basically... For this, they're saying, like, the population explosion that happened there was only because, basically because someone found something valuable in a mining situation, and that allowed Mm -hmm. them to, like, go bring people there and create that shitty situation for those people. Because then they basically, like, mined mined it, and then once they got everything they needed, they left. Yeah, so it says, finding the ore to have unwanted metallurgic properties, mining firms left the planet in mass, leaving behind valuable equipment, most notably sand crawlers, which are later used by the Jawa population. Hut clan also maintained a presence. It gained notice of, of the Empire during the Galactic Civil War when an escape pod carried two droids in possession of top secret information, launched from the starship Tantive Four, and landed on the sandy Outer Rim world. I want to. It would be cool to have like a drink, a Tatooine drink called the Sandy Outer Rim. And it'd be like, I don't know, it would be like a cocktail. A salty rim. Just, a sa- salt rim. Out, the a salt s- rim drink. The Sandy yeah. Outer Rim job. Um, I'd try it. It has three <laughs> moons. Long ago, Tatooine was covered in oceans and rainforests, but for unknown reasons, it became a hot desert world. Okay, cool. So let's let's look at Jakku. So that one, basically, anybody that's living there or was brought there had a shitty environment bestowed upon them when rich capitalist people decided it wasn't worth farming anymore or, or mining anymore. I feel like Jakku might be a little more interesting. And technically, Jakku is a pla- an isolated planet within the Jakku system, within the western reaches of the galaxy's inner rim. There's three main settlements and a trading post. And the trading po- the outpost was the only like major settlement considered an actual like city, which is the Nima outpost. And was guarded by the humorless Constable Zuvia. Why do why who cares if he's humorless? It, it is a it is a, title, a title thing. It's it, it uh a lot of the outer rim and uh some of like the most notable people in the realm have kind of additional titles to their name you know almost like uh they're talked about in like legend or mythos you know to the people of the universe so like gotcha you know i think java the hut had a title too the uh, hut. I, 
Could I mean it could be to be honest? I don't remember, but I thought he had a different title. So Jakku became uh, like a well-known planet because it became a jumping-off point for warships heading into like the galactic uh, unknown regions for the galactic civil war. At least that's what this says. I'm sure some angry fucking Star Wars nerd will listen to this and yell at me and correct me. So thank you for that in advance. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure we're going to get so corrected by people who know even more. Yeah, we're not experts. We're just having fun and we like yes. talking to each other. So. And it's mostly just stuff Fuck that we've kind of heard in, in other conversations with other people. So like, don't be <laughs> mad at us. Or be mad. Um, you know, we'll learn. <laughs> Go ahead and be mad. Yeah, so I guess the question is, is like, between Tatooine and Jakku, Tatooine seems more like a forgotten people. So, like, if you went to if you went to that desert, you were probably going to be left there for the rest of your life. Whereas Jakku was like populated, and there was some mining, and it did become an outpost for trading. I mean, either way, you were brought there by a capitalist who's trying to make money off of you, and then they left you there. So, I think the shittier thing is how you get there versus the actual planet itself, like. The harsh environments, the harsh environment. You know that immediately once you get on onto the planet. Yeah. You have a solution. It's really the situation hands. in which you put yourself there is yeah. the shittiest, I think. Like for uh, you, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't remember the name or at least how to pronounce it correctly. For Dune, Arrakis. what's the name of the planet? Arrakis. 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 Like, how did they get there? Like, how did that? How did those people in that planet get there? They were. Because I think that was that's how we could. I guess across the different the different sci-fi genres. Yeah, like, if I, I remember we can if I remember right, the Fremen got there, they were like religious pilgrims and then okay. got to Arrakis. I mean, the thing about the Dune universe, it's like so far in the future and the past in the Dune universe is so far in their relative past. It's kind of like us talking about people before ancient Sumeria. There are legends, but like, I don't know. I guess I'm not the biggest Dune expert, but like, it's kind of different in the sense that like Dune is like 20,000 years in our future. And we're asking questions about like 15,000 yeah, years but in that's, their past. Uh, that's from the Dune Encyclopedia. <laughs> All right. In that case, I'll take that as canon. I, guess I might have uh, I'll certain shut up. aspects of it not completely right, but I believe they were religious pilgrims that ended up staying on Arrakis. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Arrakis used to have plenty of water, and then the sandworms were introduced by some, I forget. I think even in the encyclopedia, they don't give a good answer for that. Now, are these the same sandworms that we see in, uh, just coming full circle, uh, that we see in Beetlejuice? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Similar concept, actually. So could we say, could we say That's the funny that Beetlejuice thing. is like even further in the past <laughs> from what maybe that becomes modern day arrakis for where <laughs> the dune movie picks up Beetlejuice, those things Beetlejuice, were in our past Beetlejuice. and now and now he's ended up on earth earth is his next target yeah maybe maybe that's what the underworld is maybe the underworld is arrakis which would make arrakis pretty shitty true story yeah because because it's like oh i'm dead and now i'm gonna spend the rest of my life searching for water if you believe in it i mean to be fair Arrakis is kind of described as pretty barren and awful. Like, if the sandworms don't get you, the Fremen will. And honestly, like, if you run into any, like, 
Harkonnen stooges, they'll probably just kill you. Yeah, I feel like so. I feel like I'm missing a lot. I never watched the original Dune, and I don't know anything you're talking about. Like you, I feel like you're all just making up words on me right now. <laughs> the Fremen. The Fremen are the. Uh, oh, we haven't even talked yeah, about like that Catholic orange Bible. Either. The Fremen are the uh, desert people. Of yeah, the planet. Kind of the closest you can find a natives. Yeah, and the Harkonnens are one of the ruling families of the galaxy. The ones that come in and stir shit up for they're the evil for guys. the the main <laughs> characters family that comes in. They're kind of the, the back Atreides. the back family that it, it it's a lot of interstellar politics and it's like Game of Thrones but in space. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. So so basically, yeah. again, going back to what I said, it's not the planet's fault that it's the shittiest. Huh? Yeah. Because uh, I think we can all agree on that. The the main family didn't really want to get put there, but they get you know I he was a duke, so they got told to go there, and it was a okay. it was a political move because that other family, the Harkonnens, they were there already, and they told the Harkonnens to leave and told the Atreides to go there. Basically, the emperor wanted to get rid of a potential rival family, and then made a pact with the Harkonnens to trap the Atreides family and. Yeah, so there you, you kind go. of pit, Dune pit in a the two families against each other, like, oh, we're going to make you leave and then bring this other family in here so you guys hate each other. Gotcha. Okay. I still don't understand anything you're saying. I should probably watch the movie. <laughs> um, Let's just say Harkonnen would be the Lannisters and Atreides would be the right. Starks. I mean, there it's, like the, it's like the Romeo and Juliet <laughs> Plus of minus sci-fi a little what you're saying. Differences. It seems that way, right? Like, two families, one house. So the Children of Dune miniseries that came out in the 2000s, that was really the first thing that James McAvoy went into. He was his main character in that. Oh, okay, what's it called? Children of Dune. Okay. It's, it's based okay. on the second and third yeah. Dune books of the original series. Dune Messiah gotcha. and Children of Dune. So how do you even Dune. get to the point? Oh, so you've read the book series? Yeah. I didn't. I just saw the miniseries. I've, I've read the original series and part of the prequels a while ago. Oh, I gotcha. If you want yeah, to see just, some god you know, awful effects mean, and fighting scenes, understand. check out the first sci-fi miniseries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't understand how big of a, a big of a thing Dune was. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like it was as big of a world as what it seems like it has been for most people. Oh yeah, I mean, there's the original five books, I think, and then they have his son and. Another sci-fi author, Kevin J. Anderson, wrote a lot of prequel books um, that okay. go further back in the history of the universe. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you can spend an entire year reading all those books. Gotcha. It's kind of like reading uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. Yeah. There's like 16 books to that series. Yeah, that's one I never got into because when I was working at the bookstore, he took so long to put books out, and there's so many of them, like you said. I think he yeah, finally... I mean, not, uh, not- he finished the series finally, but now if you if you haven't watched it on Amazon Prime, fantastic. Really? Highly recommend it. They're f- five episodes in. It's it's really well done. It moves a little bit faster than the book does, but it doesn't. It's not like so. I read all of the books for Game of Thrones. It wasn't like Game of Thrones where they just like cut shit out and threw it out the window. Yeah. Um. It was more of they just found a more fast paced way to get to the action you know the action of the book or the plot of the book i mean if we're going to talk about the desert world are we going to talk about the best worlds i guess best uh fictional worlds i mean you want to ask what i would say is there are no best worlds 
Uh, well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how long can you live inside of a sandworm? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how how much can a sandworm really... Like, how can it feed families? Is it is it edible? I don't know if you'd want to eat it or not. <laughs> I mean... Maybe you got it, desperate. I guess. I mean, I mean it I depends. Know. I mean, if you can clean it. Listen, you keep saying sandworms, and I am only picturing the sandworms for Beetlejuice, so that's what I picture. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm seeing. They're like a giant. <laughs> yeah. Like, they will eat your ship like it's a potato ship. chip. Eat your ship like a potato chip. Kind of love that alliteration. Yeah, it didn't it didn't come out of my mouth very well, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the way to think about it is like the scale is not right, but like a sandworm is closer to being as big as a star destroyer than it is to like the Tantive Four or Tantive yeah. whatever Princess Leia's ship is. Like, okay, so how do it's you? Freaking huge. How do you? Would it be like uh, when you're catfishing, you got to go noodling for for these sandworms? <laughs> In order to like catch them, kind of. Also, how big thumper, is this fucking right? planet? Isn't that that, it? You know, how many worms are on this planet? Three. Uh, <laughs> did they ever because... specify a lot? I think. Well, there's a... Okay, so so what you're saying is is that this is just a glob of sand that's held together mostly by a ball of sandworms. It was enough uh, enough sandworms to convert the planet to having oceans to not having any oceans. Gotcha. Because it basically turned the entirety of the planet into a big, mushy ball of sand. Exactly. Gotcha. Now I don't have to see the movie. I know what it's, I know what it's about. <laughs> Dune is about the sandworms, and that's it. It's a, it's a mud ball full of worms. <laughs> Dune is about a quickly, cha- rapidly changing environment that is caused by uh, neglect and over manufacturing and use of the planet's goods and resources sounds like a similar story to other things i think uh we beat that horse down pretty well (laughs) yep um i love you all and i will talk to you later later bye bye hey jimmy Thanks for listening to Hey Jimmy. Big shout out to Anthony Morantz for our voiceover, Skane Music for creating our intro, and Sergio Duarte for creating our cover. All artists can be found on the freelance platform Fiverr. You can catch Hey Jimmy every week on all major streaming platforms.